If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Janice Dean Podcast. I was diagnosed with MS in 2005, and I remember it well. We had just come off the most active hurricane season in history. It was the year of Hurricane Dennis, Emily, Katrina, Rita, and Wilma. We had so many storms that year, the National Hurricane Center went to the Greek alphabet because we had run out of names. I was working long hours that fall and feeling overwhelmingly tired, stressed, and depressed from all the devastation we were seeing on television. Little did I know as I was warning people of the next hurricane, my own body was dealing with its own immune storm system attack. Almost 20 years later, here I am, and coming forward and talking about this disease has done more good than I can even put into words. Yes, this illness of MS is so scary, with so many unknowns, and I've learned also that your life can literally change in an instant. But by sharing the journey, I've met so many other amazing people that have done the same. My guests today are Regina Schroeder and Ian Green. Regina is the CEO and founder of Mind Brain Philanthropic Foundation and has helped raise more than $210,000 since 2012. Ian Green is also on the board and is Regina's partner and biggest supporter in life. Both are here to talk about a very fun event that is happening in a week's time called Stand Up the Number Two MS, which will hopefully raise money and awareness and lots of laughs for research and maybe even a cure one day for those of us that live with multiple sclerosis. So please welcome Regina Schroeder and Ian Green to the Janice Dean podcast. Regina and Ian, thank you for coming today. Thank you so much. Thank for you for having us. Now, tell me about your relationship. How did you meet and, and how did your friendship develop? We met almost 30 years ago wow. uh, at a mutual friend's dinner. And uh, we've been um, at, joined at the hip ever since. Really? We really. Have, we bonded over museum, museums, going to museums. And, and that's still what we do mostly. We go to museums and we exercise. Oh, my gosh. That's so great to have a friend, especially when it comes to exercise. Now, we'll talk to Regina because you. when were you diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? In 2011. Oh, wow. But I had my first attack in 1981. And... Uh, I, I knew, I, I pretty much figured out that that's what it was, but they told me they wouldn't tell me for sure that I had MS until I went home and got better and then got worse again and then came back. Okay, I this makes me so angry because... It was 1981. And you knew, did you know that you probably had MS? From what I, you know, my reading at the library at CU Boulder told me that it was probably MS. Right before I left the hospital, I took a bath and I happened to take a hot water bath 
and I barely could get myself yes, out of the bathtub because the heat. And, and that you before there were MRIs, that used to be the test for MS. They wow. would stick the patient in a, a tub of hot water and see how they did. Oh my goodness! I just so for me, it gives you flashbacks. It does. Be, yeah. Well, two thousand and five was when I had you know my first major flare up, and. I went through a series of doctors. The first one, uh, I went to a... So I was on vacation in Canada, and I woke up, and I was exhausted. Not like because I don't get sleep. It was Mm -hmm. this, I couldn't get out of bed exhaustion. And I had like numbness and tingling on the bottom of my feet and my, my legs. And... I mean, the overwhelming sensation of just being so incredibly tired. Um, It was weird because I had just gone through a big hurricane season here at Fox. I had just gotten the job here, too. And I just didn't know what was wrong with me. So I went to a doctor in Ottawa, Canada, um, which is where I'm from. And she said to me, I'll never forget. She said, you either have a slip disc or you also could have something like multiple sclerosis. And I thought, what? What are you talking about? She said, you know, my advice to you is to go back to the U.S. and see a neurologist and get some MRIs done. And I just was sort of like, how dare this woman tell me that I could have MS, right? That That's impossible. It's a denial. But I yeah. took her advice and I got a series of MRIs done. And then I went to see the first neurologist who looked at them and, and, and gave me a spinal tap right uh. in the office and said to me, you probably have this. I'm going to give you some steroids. You're going to go home and then, but I can't really diagnose you until you have a second flare-up. And I was so angry with that because I thought to myself, well, if you're telling me I more than likely have this, then why can't you treat me? Yeah. Right? So then I found somebody else who didn't have the greatest bedside manner, but he said, I want to put you on something. Good. Right away. Good. Okay? And then I went to another neurologist who also wanted me to be on a therapy and had a great bedside manner. So Mm -hmm. it was a matter of like me just continuing to try to find the right doctor now. So that's why it makes me angry because you had all the indications and you think had you been on a medication or a therapy, would you be better today? I and that's one thing that I regret. I that actually I regret not having been followed by any doctor for for the first thirty years. I think knowing that you have the potential to have something like that given to you as a diagnosis. Yes. It, it, it can make a certain number of people just start sh- shying away from doctors. Yes. Uh, MS is one of those diseases that tells you you don't have a disease. Mm. Uh, when, you're, when your choice is either to accept the fact that, that you have um, this potentially life-altering, debilitating disease or trying to find your own way to, to quote-unquote cure it with exercise and vitamins, yeah. unfortunately... A lot of people will turn to exercise and vitamins, and with relapsing remit, remitting MS, you can convince yourself that the things that you're doing are making you better. Yes, you know, I, I ran a marathon. I, you know, I worked full time. I did a lot of overtime. I, I thought I was combating MS, and uh, I should have been talking to a doctor who would have tried to talk me out of doing that. Mm. Um, I think one of the I don't know. There, there's a Dr. Krieger at Mount Sinai who has um, he developed something that he called the swimming pool metaphor for MS. And 
the disease is working on us silently the whole time we have it, whether we can see it or not. Mm. So when you don't have a lot of symptoms, evident symptoms, you can convince yourself to keep going on, not seeing a doctor, keep yes. exercising, eating right. But the fact is the MS is eating away at what you have. Mm-hmm. And and for everyone, the most important thing you can do is get on medication. Yes. And I, I think you should probably get on the toughest medication you can tolerate. Hmm. And I, I mean, and, and that's the toughest medication your anxiety can tolerate as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, because the trouble is coming. Yeah. You know, more, it, it, it the is storm coming. is brewing. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your big flare-up in the 80s? Uh I uh, had come back from a gap year in um, in in France before college, and I was working at the Broadmoor Hotel as a chambermaid. Okay. And I, I came back from lunch one day, and I just started stumbling on everything. My tennis shoes would catch on the floor, and I would stumble. And my supervisor, this super nice Korean lady, was just like, you know, that is just not right. Mm. I, I think you, you have to go to the doctor. And they sent me to the emergency room. And uh, I, the doctor in Colorado Springs, I don't, the neurologist in Colorado Springs, I, I don't remember his name, but he did exactly the right thing. There, there was no way to tell that I actually had MS, but they put me on five days of IV steroids. Okay. And I didn't have another really bad attack until like 2000 or 2005. Oh, wow. Um, I, I had a couple of, you know, a periods of numbness. One time, I, one time I couldn't attend my classes for, for two weeks be, because I just couldn't walk but but I got through it and I recovered completely mm-hmm. and um and I guess that was the beginning of the story so relapsing remitting is you know you have a flare-up you have some kind of uh, reaction to it and then you go back to you recover. a baseline yeah you, yeah you recover a lot of your baseline mm-hmm. and then there is a progressive MS which a lot you know some people have and they continue to go downhill without yeah, there's never uh, there's never any break yeah yeah so when did you find a doctor that was, you know, proactive? Um, you know, I guess in, in 2011, in 2010, I, I had the last job that I had outside of the house. I, I worked at, at the census. And I had been taking this drug called low-dose naltrexone that I thought was helpful. Oh, and I had also been taking... Um, uh, a drug called AP4, which is uh, uh, the the, uh, the component part of a uh, of an approved drug that is called Ampira, that is very good. Mm-hmm. But I was taking like thirty or forty milligrams of this drug called AP4, and it was giving me the most incredible spasms uh, to the point where I almost couldn't walk. So. For I, I for some reason I thought I should go see a doctor. I I, I think I've got MS and and I should go see a doctor and, and see if I can get a diagnosis. And I went to see this uh, very nice doctor. He wasn't with the MS Center at Mount Sinai, but he was a, a very nice neurologist. And he was like, well, we won't know until you take an MRI, but I, I think you've got MS and you need to get on something. I think you should be on Tysabri. Yep. And I, so I went home and I read about Tysabri. And the only thing I saw was that Tysabri um, had a risk for giving people PML. Yes. And I was just like, that's that's not for me. Right, I'm the brain disease. Yep. So, so I, I went on for another couple of months and then I was still not feeling well. And my neighbor 
nearly had my doctor as a tenant in her apartment for for a month. And as she was talking to him, she realized that he might be someone that I should see. Okay. So I went to see this doctor, who is actually the doctor that we're raising money for mm-hmm. at um, while Cornell and. His approach and 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 the way he did my MRIs and he talked to me about my MRIs and he had a group of uh, uh, people in his office, the social worker, the fellow, the, the, the neurology, the MS neurology fellow that they had there were all telling and I am was there, too. But but they they were all telling me you have to get on a medication mm. and I think you need to start on Tysabri. Mm-hmm. Um, people just feel so much better yes. when they're on that drug. Yes. And so I started with him on Tysabri. What's his name? Uh, Tim Vartanian. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was on Tysabri as well. It was a wonderful drug for me, but then I tested positive. Yeah. And, JC. I, and I had to go off of it. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm on, um, oh gosh, the, the, Twice a year, Ocrevus. Ocrevus. Me too. Yes. Me too. Ocrevus. Copaxone. I take. Uh, take. Copaxone. I started with Copaxone. It's a great drug. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's an under um, appreciated, uh, underappreciated drug. drug. The thing with Copaxone is, it was a reminder that was something wrong. There was yeah. something wrong with me every day because I yeah. had to give myself a shot. Right. And I'm not good with needles. I'm. I'm better than I ever was. I used to be a person who would pass out when when I saw the the smallest needle, and and, and now, now they don't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ian, what was it like for you? First of all, I'm so grateful for you. Uh, I am grateful for yes, Ian. <laughs> because, um, so my husband was with me when I was diagnosed, when I had my very first relapse. Um, you know, even though I can go back in time and go, mm, that was probably an indication as well. Just subtle, yeah. subtle things. Um, I had fainting episodes when I was in my 20s. Um, But he said to me, and this was before we got engaged, um, he said one time, this doesn't scare me. And I I just will always remember that because I I went through a really dark period of time where I thought, oh, my gosh, my career's over. I'm maybe not going to have kids someday. This man that I love might not marry me. But I just remember him saying to me, this does not scare me. So whatever happens, we're going to do this together. So I think... All of the caregivers and partners and friends that no matter what are by our side. Yeah, it, it does take a, uh, a community and a household uh, because things change. Uh, there's a lot more preparing that has to happen, yep. a lot more thought about everything we do when we're going out somewhere. Is the place we're going accessible? Yes. How long will it take us to get there? Um, but And every day is different. Uh, sometimes it is frustrating that you know Regina might be able to cook a meal one day and then two days later she can't. And you have to understand that everything is a day by day. It's a total reset yes. each day. Mm-hmm. And you plan. And once you get into the idea that, okay, this is kind of how we have to do it, it's, it, it works. Mm. But it does take a lot of patience and a lot of give and take. Yeah. Um, I've learned that one day at a time rule too. Sometimes it's one minute at a time. Yeah. 
you know, just to get through something. When did you when did you have to when you realized that you had to be in a wheelchair? That was 2019. I uh, I just wasn't able to cover any distance. So I was actually extremely lucky with this wheelchair. I bought it off eBay uh, for $150. Wow. We probably had about $450 worth of work done to it, <laughs> including, um, you know, my brother uh, in uh, Kansas has a neighbor who is like some kind of machinist or something. And they uh, they outfitted with the handlebars so that Ian could push me around. That wheelchair is actually... Uh, for a person who plays basketball. And uh, it, it is incredibly maneuverable, but it's really not, you know, for pushing your girlfriend around when she's got MS. <laughs> I, I have to say that one thing that made things easier, and even with the acceptance that Regina had to understand that she needed a wheelchair at some point, Regina was, has never been a person to be defeatist at mm. this, um, which I think has made it a lot easier for me. Um, even in the wheelchair, she's tries to do it herself. She still continues to use a walker and walk as much as she can, tries to go up steps. I mean, Regina's outlook is that I will get better Mm -hmm. and I want to be in the best condition that I can. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, um, it's inspirational. I mean, some days she says how tired she is and I'm like, well, yeah, you did more than I did today. (laughs) I mean, and I'm tired. So, uh, and I think the approach that she found, I think it goes back to the approach with, the doctor with Dr. Vartanian, that it became for us a, uh, a science project in some sense. Yeah. And, and Dr. Vartanian is also very curious. So it's never a meeting, you know, an appointment where you were, uh, oh, well, it's five minutes, I gotta get you out of here. He's asking all these questions. He wants to know all this stuff. He's a researcher. Uh, and we do sort of the same thing. At home, we're like, well, what's going on? It's, it's become a, a real, and now with the fundraising aspect to it that we're trying to do, it's become a real uh, project yeah. that we work on. Mm-hmm. I love that explanation because I really did need a doctor that wasn't looking at his watch. I needed somebody that was going to listen to me, yeah. be concerned. Um, and that's really tough, you know, and uh, and so that's what I tell people is if you can, if you have the capability to, you know, go out and date, date your doctor, you know, yeah. like if you don't like that guy, then you, yeah. sorry, next. Yeah. Um, you have to find someone that you trust enough to put you on yes. these drugs that have some serious side effects. Absolutely. And uh, I, I I required so much handholding. Me too. Through, through that first year of Tyson. Yeah. All these super educated, super busy people found time for me, you know, to talk me through. And that's tough. That. Yeah. I've actually told doctors, I've, I've been to a lot of, you know, MS symposiums and I've said, it might be a good idea to have classes for some of these doctors to, you, maybe you don't have it in you, but to learn the behavior a little bit, yeah. you know, look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you don't have a lot of time, but, but use that time wisely to put your patient at ease. I mean, I'll never forget that one doctor that was like, yeah, you probably have this. I'm going to give you some steroids and yeah. give me a call if you have another relapse. You know, but I have another point of view on that too, uh, in that uh, in some, especially with with any sick patient and doctor, I, I have a lot of sympathy for the doctor. But with MS patients, we're just always going there. We're always sick, and we're not going to get better. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can't. I am so grateful for them for yes. to be there. They're, they're they're like a touchstone. I always feel better after I see my doctor. I you feel do. like I'm on the right that I'm on the yeah. right path. I'm and I'm not really doing anything different than I have done before. But it's important 
for me that that he is there and that his staff is there too. You know, everyone from the receptionist to the mm-hmm. to the insurance people. Yeah, and they they really want to help. Do you? Did you go to a dark place where you were just like, you know, I ha- I've had it for so long. I, the first. Uh, the first week at CU Boulder, I was crying every yes. night, and 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 then and I looked terrible, and I was like, "You have to stop this. No mm. one is going to talk to you. You look hilarious," and and so I, I stopped. It was only ten years or eleven or twelve years ago that I started uh, participating in MS support groups, okay. and. And I get so much wisdoms out of that, out of those groups. You know, they're my people. They they know what we're going through. Uh, my friend, uh, one of my friends says, if you if you don't have MS, you don't get it. Mm. Uh, you know, you don't get what the experience is like. So it's good to be with a group of people who have, who are having the experience. But um, one of the uh, most interesting thoughts that that has come out of this group is um, that we're kind of grieving. Yeah. Uh, we're cre- we're grieving for what might have been, mm. and I never really understood the disease that way. But n- now that I do, I'm I, I'm I try to let myself grieve, but I, I try to understand that you know this is just the way it is, yeah. and there's a lot of happiness to be had in it, and so get yourself some happiness. Mm-hmm. No, and sometimes I. I probably push it too much because I've been relatively healthy and well, and um, but I am aware that every day I kind of get out of bed and I can step step on the floor and stand up is a good day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it affects people differently. And if yeah. you didn't get the treatment that you did, I look at um, the actress that was just diagnosed recently. Um, Selma Hayek? Selma Hayek and then Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. And... Um, you know, I read their stories and how they kind of, you know, ignored the symptoms and then finally, you know, had all of these things happen that that they, that they had to accept it. And they were at the point where um, I wish they had listened to their bodies a little bit more and gone to the right doctors. It's frightening. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's frightening when you don't know what's going on, but when you do know what's going on, it's like we're literally losing our minds, mm. and we're not happy about it. Of yeah. course we're not happy yeah. about it, yeah. and it's hard to, to find that place, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm. I, I feel like I have good MS. I, I I'm on disability. I, I have a, a, a loving partner who supports me in every way, and uh, I I don't have to worry about children. I just have to really worry about trying to to keep myself as well as I can, waiting for whatever therapies are are coming, and and, and that's a really privileged position. I know a lot of people. Who who don't have what I do? Yeah, and those people still manage to be happy. Mm. It, I think the support group is a really good yeah, thing yeah. because I was lucky when I was diagnosed. Another um, wonderful man that works in this building who is also 
on TV, Neil Cavuto, was just a few doors down from me. And I'll never forget that day where I went into his office. I said I had MS. He put the chair right beside me, turned off the television, <laughs> handed me a bunch of Kleenex yeah. and listened to me cry yeah. and let me cry yeah. and then said, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're working for a company that actually cares about us. Mm -hmm. And if they have to build ramps for you and I for wheelchairs, they're going <laughs> to do that. So it, it was very helpful for me to have that. Yeah. Uh, and so for people that are newly diagnosed, it's really important to find somebody that will tell you you're going to be, be okay. okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I and tell me, I mean, what's it like? And I mean, are there days where you get angry? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And, fr and f more, more frustrated, I think, than probably angry. But there's probably angry days, too. But, uh, you know, it, 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 you just have to, I think we just let it work through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we understand. But, you know, it doesn't stay angry long. Yes. You know, it's just, it's something usually in the moment that, you know, a lot we're of late. Times it's later at <laughs> night and everyone has just had it. For the day. Yeah, you get tired or we're trying to get somewhere yeah. and we're late already and it just takes longer to get ready. Or, mm -hmm. you know, there's just all these little things that eventually the, the, um, the, the the rationality kicks in and you go, you know what, okay. You know, and we're all okay. Yeah, we're we've been through okay. this before. Yeah. We'll get through and, this now yeah. and it'll be tomorrow soon. The I mean, one thing that it did bring for me was I was so someone who was always very career-driven. Uh, what's the next best thing for me? Um, you know, sort of obsessed with materialistic things, I'll be honest. And then when my health failed and I was given this diagnosis, it was like, okay, so all of that other stuff means nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I sometimes wonder to myself if I wasn't diagnosed with MS, what kind of person would I be? I don't know if I would like that person. I, you know, I, we deal with this in group all the time. And, and, and I, I, I said to one therapist, yeah, I think having MS does give me more empathy. It gives me sympathy for anyone who's going through anything. But I would still like to think I could have become a better person without hmm. MS. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, like, no, I, know, I like that. I, I don't know where, I mean, Michael J. Fox, I, have, he, I think he says he's grateful that he had Parkinson's. It opened up such a world hmm. uh, of empathy to him. And I'm, I'm not there yet. Hmm. I'm, I, I'm glad that I've been able to make something good out of MS, but I, I, I would have appreciated living well, without it. One mm -hmm. thing I think that... That's brutally honest, and I love that. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I think... Uh, was very helpful is uh, Regina had a, a role model in the philanthropic world. She was oh, right, an individual, right. um, we'll just say her name, Vicky. Please. Vicky. Okay. And uh, she unfortunately lost a very courageous battle to ovarian cancer. Mm. But along the way, she raised a lot of money for that and other causes and was just very philanthropically oriented. And I think became a real role model yeah. and gave Regina kind of the inspiration that that because she was a serious fundraiser. Yeah, she she knew what she was doing. She was really kind of a star. She's a very humble per person, and no one really knew what she was. But when she walked into a room, she changed the energy of a mm. room just with her 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 wanting to 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 basically help everyone. I'm actually wearing her glasses. They're beautiful. She um she left them. 
to her husband to give them to me after she passed away. So I'm I'm never. I, I, I love them. They're I, so yeah. fabulous. Yeah, she's so it she really became a, a, a an inspirational that that Regina had this. Um, she was really outlet sick. to yeah. do. Yeah, you know that that the Regina could pick up an idea of of channeling her energies yes. and her desire into, into, something f- good. into fundraising. And I think that also helps Regina's it, total it, outlook on life. Mm. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm not totally altruistic with the, with the fundraising. I, I've never really had a career. And that's one thing that, that I miss. I, I, I don't miss having children, but I miss, I, I'm, I'm trained as a lawyer. I'm actually admitted to the bar. But, uh, you know, the last time I was in, in court with, with a, a pro bono client talking to the judge, the judge said something to me and I couldn't respond. Mm. I, I had my arguments all laid out and was mm-hmm. ready to go with them. And the words just totally failed me. So, so I've never had a career. But I feel like this fundraiser, this effort that, that Stand Up to MS has to raise $3 million for this research, maybe that will be Tell a, me a little bit of a all about it. We... You know, when we walked into um, Bartanian's office in, in 2011, um, and I was going through through my history, I was like, you know, I participated in um, AIDS vaccine research, mm-hmm. and it turns out that I got the live, what they thought was a live vaccine. And Tim was just like, why did you do that? Wow. You, you, know, you know this is an immune-activated uh, disease. Yes. Why would you play with something like that? And I was like, you know, I wanted to make my contribution to science. Mm. And he's like, well, fine. You can make your contribution to science right here. And your partner can too. <laughs> and so he hands us two bottles, two, two containers for samples right away. <laughs> for, for gut microbiome. So, okay, okay. Uh, and, and they drew some blood and, 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 and we were committed. And so we always knew that he was doing um, that he was doing research. But we first, the, one of the first things he gave me to do was like, "Do you want to organize the MS walk for the office?" And I was like, "Well, sure, yeah, I'll do it." And it, that was a wonderful experience. It gives me uh, once a year. I sit in the uh, the clinic. I recruit um, uh, walkers and donations, and I, I know so many MS patients from that. And so we I, we do that for a while, and then 2019 rolls around, and um, we we had this idea that we wanted to start our own 501c3, and we thought we'll talk to Tim about it, mm-hmm. and and so uh, he took us out to dinner, and he told us about this research that they're working on to repurpose existing drugs into remyelinators for Ooh, MS. Okay, and. Um, they they will just go through scores and scores of drugs with a computer and figure out which one uh, which ones of them would be uh, useful in remyelination. And we were like, we're up for that. How much money do you need for something like that? He's like, I, I would need three million dollars to finish it. And we're like, we'll we'll do it. So we we went home. It took a long time because COVID came up. COVID came up the next year, and it was also my fiftieth. I think my 50th uh, high school re- reunion. So it took us a good year to get the 501c3 in place. And 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 last year we had our first fundraiser. It was uh, very casual. We just invited people and very quietly asked them for money. <laughs> we uh, we did manage to raise twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. But this year, oh, and then after that, my sister and her um, marketing. 
uh, executive came up with this great name, Stand Up to MS. Yeah. He has a background in stand-up comedy. Oh. He's like, we, you can scale this. We can do these shows all over the country, and we'll get you to your $3 million. Ah. So that, that, that's what we're trying to do. Okay. And, and when does it – has it already started? Well, no. It's on September 18th okay. at the Gotham Comedy Club. And just there, or are we doing it no. across the world? We're, well, hopefully. We're starting small, we're but starting potentially, small, there's, but there's potentially, potentially. We're hoping to make it bigger. We'll see how you know how interested we can keep. People. Okay, so September eighteenth, and so what's the lineup? Uh, I, I, well, we have Miss Michelle Charlesworth of uh, WABC TV in New York. I love her. She's agreed to be our evening's MC. Okay, which is very exciting. She's wonderful. She, uh, you know, all of you news people are wonderful. <laughs> I've never met any of you. I, I mean, and uh, you know, I, I, well, if it's just me and Michelle, we'll take it. You and Michelle, <laughs> Phil Lipoff, uh, every everyone is so welcoming and so mm. wanting to help. Yes, and. Uh, it, it was completely. Uh, I I didn't know what to, to to say. These are busy professional people who who are basically celebrities in their fields, and and they will take time to talk to me about my fun. When is September eighteenth? What is it's it? It's a Monday night. Okay, all it's right. Monday night. Okay, it is a it's a Monday night. It is all. It is all you can drink uh, all night long, and then or for the three hours of the show, and then there's some appetizers in the first hour okay. and a half, uh, and then you, you just drink a liter and a half of water before you go to bed. <laughs> I like that yeah. idea. Um, what about the comedy? Who's um, performing? Oh, I, I forgot what the names are. Can you? Well, uh, I will yeah. look. Well, Gotham Comedy uh, Club has been very supportive in this whole effort, and they're setting up the lineup of the comics, and they do a lot of. Uh, fundraisers on their slow days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. So um, I've got be... the names. I think. Oh, you have them. Okay. Uh, Charles McBee, Mike uh, Vecchione, Gina Brillon, uh, Carmen Lynch, and we're closing with Brian Scott McFadden, who's supposedly excellent. Oh, that's awesome! And you know that Amy Schumer, her dad, yeah. has MS. We, I figure we'll get we'll get a little bigger before. Okay. We names, well, listen, like I can Amy try Schumer. to help you with that. How about that? <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. Um, and so it's a Monday night. I will definitely come. Oh man! For a little bit. Thank yeah. you. Of course I will. I know. I, what time? I was wondering what time do you well, have to I be have up to in get the morning? up the next morning. But you know what? I have some people that might help me out with that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for a that good would cause. be wonderful. Um, so how pe- can people find out more? Um, go to standuptoms.org, mm-hmm. and uh, you can buy the tickets there. You can read a little bit more about what we're trying to do. Um, but uh, I know we'll show up if you go look up at stand up to stand up number two MS. Okay, good. And I'll make sure I put that on all the social media and the science behind remyelination. That's unbelievable. It so is. that's what happens with MS is that our immune system is eating away at the myelin sheath that covers our nerves. And if we can do something to repair the myelin, which right now we can't. That's a game changer. It is huge. It, it is basically a cure. I, I not not really because the underlying uh, whatever the the, the, the body that is eating itself. there yep. is still the, it, it there, but it is basically a cure. And 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 the idea of repurposing existing compounds that have already been FDA approved for safety means that the patients fast could potentially cheap. get uh, their their uh, therapies faster and, wow. and cheaper. Well, I'm on board. Let's make this happen. Um, I'll do everything I can to, you know, to make sure it's out there in the universe, and then we'll make it even bigger, and we'll go across country and across the world. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Regina, I am thank you. I will see you on the 18th. Um, And what if people want to just donate? 
Uh, the, uh, uh, there is a place to donate on Stand Up to MS because okay. not everyone can come. You got it. All right. Um, and can we stream it? We could probably stream it at some point. Well, I'm not sure. That, okay. Let me let me talk to the Gotham. Okay. Let me, let me talk to Gotham about how about how. Let we me know if I can make some phone calls as well. All right. Great. We <laughs> appreciate you so much. Thank you both so much. Okay. To be continued. Thank you, Regina and Ian, and we'll see you September 18th at the Gotham Comedy Club, laughing it up for a good cause. If you would like more information on Stand Up to MS, you can go to standup2ms.org. And for what it's worth, I think we're getting closer to stopping this disease in its tracks. It would be wonderful to get to a point where we know the multiple sclerosis storm is coming and we can stop it. But knowing that we're doing everything we can to raise awareness and money to help others, that's pretty awesome too. It can be tough at times, but with support from those around us, we're going to get there. And when we do, we'll be stronger in ways we never imagined. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.